0: Welcome to The Buzz Pod, a monthly podcast produced by the Birch Bay Chamber of Commerce. This program is made possible by Blaine Birch Bay Park and Recreation District 2, Banner Bank, Silver Reef Casino Resort, Loomis Trail Golf Course, Phillips 66 Ferndale Refinery. Here's your host,
1: Sasha Sanguinetti.
0: And we add to those sponsors, yes, Birch Bay Library. In this episode of The Buzz Pod, we'll recap a very busy month of July. Is it just me or does the 4th of July weekend seem like a long time ago? Our guests this month include Sergeant Robert Decker from the Washington Army National Guard and Lee and Rosemary Connors from the bridge. We'll also recognize our August member of the month and preview upcoming events. Welcome to the August episode of the Birch Bay Buzz Pod.
2: difficult to find the right bank.
3: I know. It's so confusing. <gasps> it's a cloud kind of uncertainty. uncertainty. And checking out your banking options? Oh, sounds overwhelming. Enough! With Banner
4: Bank, it's easy to manage your finances and help is here when you need it.
3: Be gone,
0: cloud! Oh! Wait, 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 wait! Oh.
1: Thanks, Banner Bank. Bank. Woohoo! Yeah! Built for action, built for banking. Banner Bank.
0: member FDIC. Here's the buzz in Birch Bay. A lot happened in the month of July, and it all started with another successful beach cleanup following the annual 4th of July celebration. Thousands lined the bay, and as in years past, there was quite a bit of trash left behind. Over 60 volunteers swooped in to the rescue in the morning after and collected just shy of five tons of refuse. This effort was organized by BB Warm, Whatcom County Sheriff's Department, the Whatcom County Conservation District, and the Birch Bay Chamber of Commerce, thanks to everyone who chipped in to keep Birch Bay beautiful. Rollback and Sand Sculpture Weekend returned in 2021, and it was with a lot of excitement. A drive-in movie, La Bamba, started things off on Friday night. We had a fun poker run on Saturday. The car show along the berm on Sunday that featured nearly 100 cars of about every persuasion. They looked really sharp lining up along that berm. We also had some great low tides for some amazing sand creations. And Elvis even made an appearance at the library property. Lots of visitors flocked to Birch Bay for the weekend, patronizing local businesses and enjoying the festivities and nice weather. Thanks to our event sponsors, volunteers, the Friends of Birch Bay Library, and the Bridge Community Center for helping to make this event successful. We have some things happening in August as well, and we'll preview those events in August and September coming up at the end of this episode, so stay tuned. We have a couple of interesting interviews coming up that take up some time, and we'll move on to our Member of the Month next. Time now to recognize the Birch Bay Chamber of Commerce Member of the Month. The Bay Center market is vital to the Birch Bay community. They have about everything you need for that trip to the beach or that missing ingredient to your dinner recipe. They also have some wonderful Birch Bay souvenirs. You can get your crabbing and fishing licenses there and and much more. Thanks to John and the crew at Bay Center Market for all you do and for your continued support. They're our Birch Bay Chamber of Commerce, Member of the Month. What does your dream getaway have? Luxury hotel rooms, elegant suites, and relaxing spa? We've got that. World-class, wine-spectator award-winning steakhouse? We've got that. Washington's premier golf destination. We've got that. How about the newest slots, table games, and exciting promotions? Oh yeah, we've got those too. Visit Silver Reef Casino Resort and hit the getaway jackpot. Silver Reef Casino Resort, located off I-5, exit 260. We've got that. Immaculate Greens, unrivaled natural beauty, championship caliber conditions. Loomis Trail is the epitome of Northwest golf. With water in play on nearly every hole and tree-lined fairways, Loomis Trail provides a fantastic golf experience for those that want a challenge and those looking for a fun getaway. What round are you up for? Tea time's available online at golfloomis.com. Start planning your perfect golf getaway today.
4: Now, more from the BuzzPod.
0: Well, I've been in Birch Bay for quite some time now, and I've probably driven by the bridge a thousand times and always wondered, what the heck goes on in there, so I thought I'd come and sit down and talk with you lee and and rosemary uh, Connors uh, at the bridge and and really talk about what this place is about because I found that um, others in the community maybe not know the full extent of what you do here at the bridge so located uh, just east of the sea shop on Alderson and let let's start at the very beginning I mean
1: the bridge how did it how did it come about well I'm going to let rosemary start she's The brains behind all of this anyway
4: oh that's not true my (laughs) husband is really the brains but it was a inspirational thing because uh you know we were we were approached by the chamber chair uh, what 2015 around there uh and here in birch bay and he he made an appeal to us he said look there's nothing here for people who are in need you know there's a food bank and a clothing bank in blaine and and ferndale but there's nothing here in birch bay to help people who are struggling and so, uh, you know, my husband happened to be working at the Lighthouse Mission at that time and also doing his master de- master's degrees online with Liberty University and chaplaincy and uh, pastoral care. Um, we were pastoring a church and homeschooling our kids already. And I said, you know, we're, we're kind of busy, actually, um, <clears throat> but thank you very much. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll think about it. And he, he, was, he was persistent, and he just really kept calling us and saying, you know, really, Please, we've, we've got to do something here in Birch Bay. And so my husband and I talked about it. We realized that our, our model, our vision for this area really was congruent with what his heart was as well. And so we said, hey, well, sure. If it works, let's try it out. And we knew that this facility was available at that time, but we didn't know if we could get it. We just thought, well, maybe this could be a good location, right?
1: That's right. And that was uh, Dave Hiller,
3: right? Right, yeah.
1: And then we met with him and later on with Jeff and and uh, all the rest of them.
4: Right. And then so, you know, it, it worked Billy. out. Um, ended up that we were able to get the facility. And we thought, okay, well, that's a sign, right? So and then we thought, okay, we'll see how people respond. And if, if it, it was never meant to be an individual thing. It was supposed to be a, a, a corporate, the community coming together, sewing into something that would bridge into the community. That's why we called it the bridge. So that okay. the the bridging into the community from from the organizations that were having trouble, perhaps, reaching into the community on various levels, versus uh, vice versa, for people who maybe never darken the doorstep of a church, for example, because they have issues, maybe, I don't know. But, but just the making a way for people to have their needs met in a tangible way and be able to Experience what it is to be cared for. Right?
0: I can tell within five minutes of this conversation the right choice was made and who he approached. Oh. <laughs> let's let's back up. Let's back yeah. up a step further. Sure. Sure. And why did he approach Lee and Rosemary? It couldn't have been just a a random search through the phone book and put no. your finger on somebody. How, how did that happen?
1: Well, he knew us, and uh, we have a history of working with uh, people who need help okay and you know as a chaplain working at the mission my job was to help uh the people who had the hardest time the ones who fell through the cracks and so that was what i did and then um you know it just was jeff or no it was dave heller knew us and and we had talked about it over and over again and he asked us to do a food bank and i i said well you know food bank is um it's not enough right and so we developed the concept of the model for the bridge and in this model uh what we did was we went and we kind of did a demographic of the area kind of like a quality of life inventory and you do that for people sometimes when you're trying to find out what they are lacking or where they have a need and so we did that here for this region we found out like rosemary said there was no school there was no library now we're getting a library there was no um counseling agency at the time. There was no food bank, um, nothing for the young people to do. Those things didn't exist. So what we tried to do was then we created this model in such a way that we addressed every one of those aspects and uh, developed those um, kind of in a symbiotic kind of relationship within the bridge as an umbrella. Mm -hmm. And then understanding that people would come in um, for different particular needs and then build relationship. And so the whole point is That the community would come together, like Rosemary said, to help the community. So we wanted people within the community helping other people inside the same community. And it works. It's amazing.
0: When I first met you, Lee, uh, recently at the Rollback Car Show, you were were helping uh, park cars. Um, We had a brief conversation, but you were busy. I was busy. And then I talked briefly with some of the other volunteers that were there, and it was like, wow. Wow there's a lot that goes on in that building. But one of the first things you told me when I came in today and you were very adamant about it was this was all very much part of a plan. It wasn't yeah. just kind of slapped together. It wasn't, oh, maybe we'll try this. This was all a vision from, that's, that's being executed, but it's a vision from the very beginning.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, and it was neat because I was uh, in school at Liberty University in, in uh, Virginia. Virginia. And I'm one of my professors. I went there for a uh, intensive uh, conference for counselors, and one of my professors was Tim Clinton, who's the head of the AACC. And I gave him our original proposal for the model, this model, and that was before we did any uh, sheetrock or anything in here. So, and it was. It still exists and anybody could see it today. The only thing that doesn't didn't work was we wanted to put a bike shop in the back and we tried and it just never clicked. And we had just so much. Right. crap <laughs> so finally well, we, we just donated the bike yeah. stuff to, yeah. to to a bike shop so no matter we, how
0: much space you have
4: it's always oh, easy man. to fill it yeah, with that's right. crap people, yeah, yeah. Yes, absolutely yeah. some of it was really good stuff but it just the vision for the bicycle repair shop was that it was going to be a mentoring program for young people yeah and and it never just really took off we couldn't really find the right people to invest on that level sure. to and manage it well so um and the good thing was that it made room for the food distribution program when we decided to do that, and the timing of that was really quite miraculous, literally, because we were approached probably a month before COVID hit, and you know we agreed to do it two weeks later, uh, so which was about two weeks before COVID hit, and we had just barely started the food program going, and then COVID hit, and we were in.
1: It was funny because yeah, um, Doug. Um, Robertson. Robertson, thank you. Uh, the head of uh, Miracle Food Network came out and he met with us and some of the other pastors and uh, Cap over there in in Blaine, way over there in Blaine. (laughs) And uh, he wanted to to do food. (laughs) The point of Miracle Food Network is they collect food from around the county, restaurants, stores, grocery stores, farms, things like that, and they they bring it together and then they deliver it to uh, groups who want to disperse it. And so he came and he pitched that idea to us and we said, sure, we'll try it. Mm-hmm. And so the first thing he brought was a bag of about, or about three or four bags of about three or 400 brand muffins. <laughs> so so that, here, was, that was the try start. try these out. Right?
4: But it was great because uh, we were able to, to launch that almost immediately, and all the churches were in support of it. They said, go for it. Uh, this is a good location. You guys have the, the means, the facility, just go for it. And uh, And we didn't have a whole lot of red tape, so we could just, Go for it, literally. And and it was a good thing because immediately, as soon as COVID hit, well, you know, so much fear in the community, mm-hmm. so much wonder, but nobody really knew, obviously, what this whole thing was going to be like, you know, and the wonderful thing about that whole experience for me, what I witnessed was people the kindness in people coming out, you know, where people were genuinely afraid. We had shut-ins, people, elderly, people who couldn't come because they were terrified. Um, We had people reaching out, our chaplains, like you met Monique earlier Mm -hmm. just today. She's one of our chaplains. And the whole chaplaincy vision for the chaplaincy program, like Lee said, was that that's part of the reaching out on that level to people who were in need so that the vision behind the bridge is that it's holistic in nature it's local it's organic but it's also um it's not keeping the ball rolling in brokenness it's to break cycles of brokenness to help people help themselves in the sense where you know you give somebody a fish you know then they can eat at one meal but if you teach them how to fish then they can sure. keep feeding themselves. So the whole point behind it is to help people get out of systemic brokenness, cycles of brokenness, trauma, whatever they're going through, and and bring them into community, bring them into relationship. And so this is what happened when COVID hit. We started seeing the needs really immediately in our faces, at real needs. And then we saw the kindness and the generosity and the heart of people, young people. This is what blew my mind. You know, when Kids could have been out being destructive. They came here without being asked or prompted at all and served.
1: So when you say kids, you mean?
4: Young people. Yeah, young, young, young adults. Well, teenagers. You know, teenagers from, you know, 14, 13, 13 to up. To yeah, and then we, we had all ages. We had elderly people helping too because people wanted to do something to help They wanted to be proactive, and they didn't want to stay stuck in fear and wonderment. And so this provided a venue to do that especially through the pandemic
1: safely and we were yeah. COVID compliant we did everything the whole way yeah all the all the every time yeah
0: you, you know I and I, I want to stay here for just a second because I think what what we were just talking about is very important mm-hmm. we could sit here and talk for hours about everything that went wrong over the last 18 months right, right. that's been beat to death and right. elsewhere yeah. let's leave that for a different platform right. yeah but I, I think I, I've always kind of thought of myself as the silver lining type guy, right? Sure. Yeah. And too. and I think there were you know, you, you talked about, hey, wow, you know, we had this generosity, these people it, it was actually a very much a positive, you know, yeah. and 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 I think that's a very important point to make, yeah. especially right now, because it has been a rough eighteen months. Oh, yeah. We don't want mm-hmm. to dwell on that. Yeah. But but I, I think we also learned about what maybe we took for granted in the past mm-hmm. and, you know, some of those types of things that that's gonna help us maybe lead more fulfilling lives moving yeah. forward. Is yeah. that
1: it is. And yeah. we made a concerted effort early on not to bring politics into it. And so we just left the politics outside and we just loved on people <clears throat> and honored them and uh, tried Bless to bring them. a safe place. Right. Yeah. And, um, you meet know, their just, needs. Yeah, meet their needs. Yeah.
4: And, and, and provide a, a venue for people looking to serve. And like I said, what blew my mind was to see so many young people. I'm talking 25 or more every week coming without being asked to serve they wanted to do something proactive and to bless people and i think it really made a statement especially to the elderly who were afraid and struggling they didn't even have to get out of their cars the young people would just bring the food to their it cars it their and put it in their trunks and, stuff like that. and and we would just and we gave out masks when there when those masks were really hard to come by uh you know there uh, there was just a, a concerted effort and an incredible wave of blessing that came from the people who would come and serve and then the people who came and received. And so I just, for me, uh, even though COVID-19 and pandemic for most of us was really not a good thing for the bridge. It was probably a wonderful thing. we were just so much joy
1: for, the, yeah.
4: for all of us as we served, in you know,
1: the in the context, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, not saying it was a it was good, a
4: good thing. thing, but you know, right. It's like the silver lining thing, like what you're saying—the mm-hmm. you know, the good that came out of it right. all through that time—and so we still have people to this day. Young people come, and and the coffee shop barista training got developed. That program was developed through that time, uh, where we train up young people to have uh, some work experience for barista bar training. And
0: see now that that's an area I really wanted to touch on because we can talk about the fact that you have the boutique. Mm-hmm. You know, and you offer a lot of physical items and services, but right. to me, as I, as I dive into the, the bridge more, the, the, you know, you have the room in the back, uh, the yeah. learning room in the back and, right. and, and, it's barista training. Right. Um, you know, uh, to me, that's a very important aspect because people can go to a food bank and get food just about anywhere. Right. People can go to a, a thrift store and get you know, boutique items just about anywhere. Right. But the training and, and, and that side of things that intrigues me yeah.
1: well and what's cool about that is that it uh, it uh, they rosemary or in the group trained uh, created a, a system to train them how to order or take orders do the money how to open up uh, and all of that stuff and what's uh, you know I need to say this too is that everything here is a donation basis and so um, we give away a lot you know mm-hmm. and so if somebody comes in and they want a coffee, and they can't afford a coffee. We give it to them. Same thing as the with the clothing and stuff. But as far as the barista training, I'm going to let Rosemary finish that and explain how they the whole system.
4: Sure. So, so basically, with that whole aspect, because because we have the chaplaincy component, if somebody comes in in and they're in dire need and they need help on that level, they meet with a chaplain, and the chaplain will give them vouchers and give them um, permission to have things given to them. Um, and we want to do everything with dignity, of course. So, so that's done well. Um, and, and then with the, the youth serving with the learning, the training, um, that has been so successful. Every class, we've had uh, graduates, 15 to each, each class, we've done two. We're in our third one now. It's three months. Three months commitment. And then the kids learn all the ins and outs of how to
1: be a professional barista. And then they they have to make me my favorite coffees. That's right. The, you say the, kids, young is it people, kids of all ages. Well, no, it's, it's not
4: really we sixteen
1: to twenty four. Well, 15,
4: okay. 15 to twenties. You know, it's the 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 idea is to help train up students mm-hmm. so that they can get a job. You know, sure. in, while they're in school, or or just to help them make that step from you know being at home and not knowing how to get out into the world and getting a job.
0: So all of this was part of a plan. It was mm-hmm. all part of a vision.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Has that vision been fulfilled?
1: Well, it's it's grown. The whole point of it is a model that is uh, sustainable by the community. So the community needs to sustain it. And so far that's working. It could work better and, uh, and reproducible. How can the community help make it work better? Mm-hmm. They can increase their donations financially. They can come and buy coffees and donate to the <laughs> mm-hmm. to the training of these young people, and uh, donate clothing and things like that, and,
4: and volunteer uh, their time. Volunteer I was their say, time. Yeah. How important
1: is time? In absolutely, this absolutely, it's absolutely. Huge. And services, yeah. um, just the whole the whole gambit. Anything we we don't receive any money from the government at all. Yeah, so we're everything is privately funded. Yeah. and um, the other part of the uh, success story is to reproduce it that the model is reproducible. And so now we have uh, some other uh, areas uh, in Bellingham that are, um, they've been coming up and asking us about it. And, and how, you know, at, their questions typically are, how do you get young people to consistently come out and volunteer? And really it's, it's uh, I tell them they just need to come in and look, right? Because it's something that they, you need to experience because the, that's the part of the model I don't think... Uh, It's not. I don't know. I I want to say it's scientific. It's just something that's dynamic, that it it's created because of the opportunity.
4: Well, it's not just opportunity. There's relationship involved, and I think that that's also part of the dynamic. People have experienced the kindness and the generosity and the love, the freedom, the the acceptance. Here, it's the heart of the community.
1: this is a great community. These people love Birch Bay. Right, and they. I mean, there's even little signs. I love Birch Bay all over the place. Right, Mm -hmm. and so I think. When they find that opportunity to help, and it's a safe opportunity, then they they join yeah. in.
4: And there's also something else that we need to talk about, perhaps, um, is you were talking about uh, this ministry and how it's growing. It, it is blossoming tremendously, um, and the needs are great. Obviously, we need support, but uh, people have been so kind and so generous. They've supported us in amazing ways without even being asked. And so it's growing organically that way. But we have a whole new division, a whole new wing. I mean, we've had, we've had yeah. the Learning Center as well during the pandemic where, you know, kids were learning at home.
3: And especially and, and the home they had
4: the Yeah, the homeschool component. So if anybody needed a tutor or needed help with their kids with their homeschooling, we provided that. We have free computers in the Learning Center and we have tutors available. Um, so that. That was also part of what we did during the pandemic, especially, and then uh, also. Do you want to talk about our homeless outreach program? Do you want
1: to talk about that? Let's do it. So we have. Um, it's called Bridges to Services or Bridge to Services, and um, it's a, 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 a. I don't. I'm sure if I say Lorelai's name. Yeah. Well, we have say. we have a we have a a, a
4: chaplain. A, a chaplain, and she is unique in that she has. An ability, and she also has personal understanding of what it is like to be That's homeless to when yes. she was young. And so she has a heart for that. She knows how to speak to people mm-hmm. who are in that situation. She knows how to go into their situations so she actually goes, into, goes into the, the camps. camps
1: not just her we have a team yeah. so we have uh, three chaplains now and then each of those chaplains or some you know depending on the situation will have a team and they'll go into the camps at late at night and not just like at eight to five right mm-hmm. they'll go in when the need is there they take food in uh, we have now one chaplain that goes in and is doing a church service in the camps okay. so they've asked him so he went in and and uh, the camp, lead you know, if you understand the dynamics of these camps, they're like little communities inside, uh, you know, like sub-communities and sub-places where people live. And uh, they asked him to do a service inside the camp. And we even had, uh, somebody passed away, um, died in a fire in an tr- RV. And one of our chaplains, they asked her, the, the, the camp, asked her to do the memorial service for him. And so these are all things that we didn't, uh, you know, you're, we're talking about it here, but these are things that are going on mm-hmm. all the time, and we're working, It's uh, the motto is people helping people, and it's the same type of thing where, where uh, there's no politics involved, and we just go in and we're, we're helping people. The Lighthouse Mission supports us in this, and uh, Hans is a good friend of mine, and so he's he uh, loves what we're doing. And, and, uh, so, and the, so, the, the yeah. model,
4: behind the vision behind or the reason why they called it Bridge to Services um, is because there's a disconnect sometimes where people, for whatever reason, why they've gotten themselves or find themselves in a state of homelessness, they have a hard time getting hooked up to the services that are available. We, we all know that the state and the community, all around, churches, organizations, there's so many resources available if people know how to find them and know mm-hmm. how to get hooked up to them. But oftentimes, people who are on that level of brokenness have such basic needs, like they can't get their ID, or they can't get hooked up somehow to just the most basic things that provide covering and clothing and food, their sustenances, right? So... so our workers with bridges to service that's why they called it that was is a connection she knows they know how to connect these people with the services they're patient they're kind they're gentle they walk with them they build relationship they build trust and then they build a way for them they make a way for them through you know the internet they have their laptops mm-hmm. or their computers they just whatever it is to get them hooked up to get them their id to get them set up so that they can get out of a homeless state. And they've had success. They've had people get out of tents and into uh, the tiny houses and, and some who've moved forward and gotten jobs and now are back into normalcy or what we consider normalcy, yeah. right? Um, and so that, that's all part of the vision there, right? And so you'd think that, well, what has that got to do with Birch Bay? Well, there's homelessness everywhere, and we have a state park right here, and people are coming out yeah, all camps. over, for, especially because we've got a beautiful beach this time of year. There's homelessness everywhere, but it's, it, it touches home, uh, here, Birch Bay, and we've had homeless people come here to the, to the
1: bridge as well. But, but we're not, but we're we're not, not a, shelter, a shelter. And we direct everybody yeah. to the Lighthouse Mission. Yeah, So yeah. we're not a shelter. What we will do quite often is pay for a cab drive to the Lighthouse Mission. Okay. or a hospital or somewhere like that but we're not a shelter and we're not a
4: uh, or a soup kitchen, soup kitchen. Yeah, we're not a soup kitchen but we give out food we give out right. free food um, like a food bank but it's it's different in that um, you know there's f- fresh produce and it's overflow food like Lee said through the Miracle Food Network program so that's a, a different way of doing it but anyway so we're not in competition with anybody we're all good friends with with the food banks and the other ministries all around us and we all help each other and serve the community as best we can
0: trying to create that bridge i like it that's right Okay, uh, we could sit here, I think, uh, all day long, yeah. uh, and you're obviously very passionate, and that's part of what it takes. And I, right. And, and that's one of the things I noticed when I first walked in, too, is you get a feel for something right away, mm-hmm. and, and the smiles on your volunteers' faces and, and so forth. And that, I think that's very important as well. People want to help. Give us the bottom line. What are, what's, what's the 411, the information on how they can help the bridge um, and, and you know, continuing your mission?
4: Sure. Well, uh, they can support us through volunteering. They can support us through financial giving. Um, They can do that either through uh, coming in, uh, calling, or online. If they want to get to our our, uh, website, it's www.thebridgehope.com. And if they go there, everything's self-explanatory. So we have a donate button if you want to give. It's tax deductible, you get a tax receipt for that. Um, And then if you want to uh, sign up for uh, volunteering, you can do it there. Also, if you want to sign up for food, uh, you need help with food, you can sign up there. If you want to sign up for the Learning Center, because we know school is coming again this fall, give us a call, book out some time in our Learning Center. It's available. Um, Or if you you have a young person who wants to serve in the Coffee Bar Training Center, we're going to have an orientation day um coming up in August I think it's August 7th uh from 1 till 3 p.m we're having orientation for our next round of kids who want to learn how to make coffee and I
1: also we have a we train chaplains so if somebody's interested in helping on that level to contact me get a hold of me and and uh we can work with that too that's another hour of conversation. Though. I was going to yeah. say. That's, yeah. a, that's a long one. I'll, <laughs> yeah. When we're off the air, I'll show you a little bit about it. Give me the website one more time.
4: Sure. www.thebridgehope.com
0: Lee, Rosemary, this has been a pleasure. I've learned a lot.
1: God bless you. you. Thanks for this. Thanks for having us. The BuzzPod.
4: And
0: we're pleased to be joined on this episode of The BuzzPod by Sergeant First Class Robert Decker with the Army National Guard, a recruiter. And uh, first of all, Sergeant Decker, welcome. Yeah. Hi. Thank you for having me. You bet. Um, We'll talk a little bit about the job and everything first, but uh, to your comfort level, tell me about uh, Sergeant Decker.
2: Uh, well, I lived out here since 2000. I originally was born and raised in New York State, but i uh, been in Washington since 2000. And um, yeah, I've been living in Birch Bay actually since 2009 when I got back from a uh, deployment to Iraq.
0: What, uh, what was your draw to the Army?
2: Uh, well, I was a 16-year-old kid walking through a uh, fairgrounds and saw a National Guard booth and they were like, hey, yeah, you can go to college and be in the Guard at the same time. And at that point, I think because I was a kid who played with G.I. Joes and all that type of stuff, I just um, naturally gravitated towards going into the Guard.
0: Army National Guard and the Army. Uh, explain the difference, please, for people like me.
2: <laughs> yeah, so the Army is a simply uh, – think of Army and all the other branches as federal. The Army National Guard is both state and federal – and what that means is we report to the governor as well as the president. Um, it gives us opportunities to expand um, education benefits and um, support the community versus the federal branches typically do outside the country missions.
0: Again, our guest is Sergeant First Class Robert Decker with the uh, Army National Guard, the Washington Army National Guard. And I notice on your shirt it does say, washington and not united states so that that shows that it it does have state involvement
2: correct yeah uh each state in the u.s has its own branch of the national guard um, army and air
0: okay now army national guard I guess some people would maybe have the misconception that, oh, this is just kind of a part-time slacker job type thing. And that's certainly not the case.
2: No, not at all. Uh, the National Guard provides lots of opportunities. Yeah, it's part-time. It's at a minimum a weekend a month and two weeks usually out of the summer. But um, you can do so much with it between uh, having your college paid for. You're going to get military service on your resume. You're going to get a skill set that you got paid, uh, to be trained in on your resume. And so you can take the, that, um, skill set and advantages and, uh, apply it to you later on in life. Um, you're going to be around people from all different walks of life here in the state. Um, and it will help you with networking and broadening your opportunities, uh, even after you get out of service.
0: Do you have any particular areas that are really, uh, in need of right now for the National Guard or
2: really in demand? Uh, Yeah, we have usually a a, a top 15 every three months or so that we're looking for. um, That's the most vacancies. Um, About half of those are going to be your typical combat type positions, infantry, combat engineers. Um, But the other half is going to be the support jobs. And overall, there's more support jobs in the military than there are actual combat positions. So those support positions are things like cooks, Mechanics, medics, um, we have paralegals, we have dental assistants. Um, so there's there's a lot of opportunities and civilian um, careers in the guard that you can come into the guard, get trained to do a job that also will work in your civilian life and help you with your civilian career.
0: Okay, so we talk about this and we talk about the benefits, but let's talk about the process a little bit. If you were to talk to a young man or woman that was interested in uh, getting into the Army National Guard, what does that process look like from beginning to end?
2: So it starts with an interview with the uh, recruiter. Basically, we're going to make sure that they're qualified, so they have to be the right age, they have to have... Um, be a US citizen or a permanent resident. Uh, Medically, they need to um, uh, be able to get in with limited medical history. So we'll assess their medical history, we'll review their uh, legal history so they can't have too many criminal charges of of extenuating levels. Um, After that, they fill out a packet just like any other job. It's a normal job application packet, but it's really thorough. Uh, what it is, is that information helps them with doing a background check. And so uh, being in the military, there's still a federal background check. And so after that packet's done, they're then going to go down and have a physical exam. That's where the docs will, basically, it's a sports physical uh, over, you know, to the extreme. And once they pass the physical and everything else in their packet is good, that's when they can then enlist. That process overall could be as quick as a week to two weeks if they don't have a lot of medical history or law violation history. Um, Otherwise, I've worked applicants and it's taken them a year to get in.
0: You mentioned age. What does that range look like?
2: Uh, At a minimum, 17 with parental consent. Uh, Otherwise, it's 18 up through 34. We do lately get a lot of people between 35 and 40 into the guard with an age waiver.
0: Okay, and what, what can what kind of jobs do they expect? Is it the same? I mean, is it, uh, does age really matter with the type of job that you get, I guess?
2: Not at all. Um, it really just comes down to how well you do the, uh, how well you score on the academic test, which is called the ASVAB. Um, that ASVAB test is, um, will determine your overall aptitude across like eight different categories. And so things like, uh, mathematics, reading comprehension, electronic knowledge, maintenance knowledge. And so that score, the higher it is, the more job opportunities you have.
0: As a recruiter, what are some of the biggest challenges you've faced here recently?
2: Uh, definitely with the shutdown of the schools, that was the biggest um, challenge we've had over the last year. Um, so the end of uh, the last year, Two school years ago all the way through this school year we haven't been able to get in to do our normal presentations or our normal lunchtime visits um, and that's where we get the most uh, one-on-one with the students um, also with that we haven't been able to do a lot of events doing the community everything shut down the fair shut down last year um, so it's been more of a struggle and with people being inside a whole lot more over the prime prime, you know, the big chunk of the COVID period. Um, it made it much more challenging when we're out and about just trying to go um, through the community.
0: There are plenty of opportunities out there to serve. There's the army national guard. There's the regular uh, active duty, as we talked about. And of course there's the Marines, the Navy, the air force, the coast guard. There's plenty of opportunities out there. What piece of advice would you give to somebody that's thinking a career along those lines, whether it be in any branch or aspect of the military?
2: Uh, Get informed. So talk to any branch you're considering. I would also say if you're considering one branch, um, definitely talk to the rest of them um, and see what their opportunities are. Um, I also encourage them. Uh, To look definitely in the reserve side, the guard or the reserves of any of the other branches, uh, because it allows you to still get military training. It allows you to still then focus if you had an education desire like college um, and to do those things simultaneously. Um, So that I would simple short answer is just talk to the recruiters of all the branches and get informed.
0: Everybody enters service for different reasons. Um, but there's one common denominator at the end of that, and that is the benefits that come along with it. And I don't think that's something we can stress enough. I had a child that went uh, active duty in the Army, and, and the, the the benefits that he had just coming out of that that four-year contract were amazing. And that's, that's the case with the National Guard as well. Huh?
2: Yeah, correct. Um, you still get veteran service after you do, typically, um, a good contract time with us. Uh, so, what that translates to is potentially the, the VA uh, zero down home loan after your time in. Um, there's a lot of long term medical uh, benefits you get access to. So, um, that's there's an, and to say there's these, this phrase I came up with called collateral benefits. And that's like the, the, those veteran benefits from organizations that you aren't even aware of right now. And all of a sudden, you're now in the military service. And even myself, there's there's probably these veteran organizations I'm not even aware of yet that I will be able to access and be able to utilize um, once I'm out, and even currently.
0: How do people get in touch with
2: you? Uh, simply, I am on social media, Facebook, Instagram, at... SFC uh, space Decker, D-E-C-K-E-R. My phone number is 360-305-9478. Either of those means, phone number or phone is probably the best, text or call.
0: You can always reach out to us here at the chamber, too, if we need to. We we know how to get in touch with with Sergeant Decker. Our guest is uh, Sergeant First Class Robert Decker with the Army
2: National Guard. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Appreciate it.
4: The Birch Bay BuzzPod.
0: Well, we're joined now by Heidi Holmes with the Blaine Birch Bay Park and Rec District 2. And Heidi, this is actually an interview I meant to do uh, a while back. And all, I looked at the calendar and went, oh my gosh, we're in August already. <laughs> I've been wanting to talk with Park and Rec about their summer activities and we're we're almost through summer. But it, it it's certainly been a busy summer and I think it's kind of been that way for everyone. You blink and all of a sudden, here we are in August.
3: Exactly, <laughs> Yes. We've been busy in July with our splash days in downtown Blaine, uh, which was a huge success. It was great to see the kids out, and um, we've added some great new water features this year for that event, which were some inflatable um, sprinklers, and the city of Blaine made a really neat sprinkler system, so, so lots of hot dogs and had a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, Danielle went up and she showed me the pictures and that that new water spraying contraption looks looks pretty impressive
3: It certainly is. Yeah, it gets a lot more water out there and yeah, um, kids really enjoyed that
0: All right. Well, let's talk about moving forward again Here we are already in august and as we're recording this Uh, we're looking uh, straight at us uh, pirate days. Tell us about pirate days
3: Oh pirate days is a, a program that we have done now for 10 years Um, it has really evolved from us. Um a few hour event where kids would sign up and play some pirate games too where it's just open drop-in and um, we have stations full of pirate games, tattoo stations, um, food stations. We've had belly dancers in the past, um, big water battle at the end at the Blaine Marine Park playground at the pirate ship. So this year we're doing it just a slight bit different because we usually do that in conjunction with Drayton Harbor days,
2: audio um, captured, so this year we're going to Blaine
3: and Birch Bay. Um, we've got a little pirate map all laid out for the kids to grab. We'll be at, in Birch Bay, we'll be at the um, Birch Bay Library um, with some games and activities and story time there. I understand the chamber's going to have a, a treasure hunt on the beach where they mm-hmm. can dig for coins, and uh, we'll be doing the same thing at Blaine Marine Park. Uh, there'll be activities and food there as well. Um, and this year, to help people get between the two communities, our little red bus will be um, available for transportation between Blaine and Birch Bay. So if they want to, you know, and they w- don't want to miss out on any of the activities and maybe don't have transportation, we'll be able to pr- provide that for them.
0: You actually said a key statement there, and it got me to thinking. Over the last 18 to 20 months, and I don't want to dwell on this because gosh knows we've dwelled on it already a lot, but if anything, it, it, it's caused us to think, differently and be innovative in the way that we carry out events i when i say we i'm talking about park and rec and the chamber and anybody that does them and i i would say that that hasn't necessarily been a bad thing has it
3: no it it makes you think it makes you uh, create some new opportunities more new fun um we've certainly had a great time rethinking pirate days and how it's going to work and uh you know so yeah no sometimes change is good
0: regular everyday things. We've talked about some special events, but uh, regular everyday things that are going on um, uh, at at Park and Rec.
3: Well, we have lots of um, um, fitness classes, group fitness classes that are instructor-led. We have uh, Zumba, Let's Get Fit, Let's Get Fit Circuit, Pound Fitness. Um, We've got some open basketball time on uh, Saturday afternoons, and we have lots of time for pickleball. Um, I don't know if you have explored pickleball yet, but it's a great game and um, fun for all ages. Uh, We have three outdoor pickleball courts and two indoor. Um, We've really expanded this year by offering um, beginner lessons as well as pickleball
2: camps. Um,
3: And we have school, uh, We have not school time right now, but we have um, hours set aside for the kids to come play at the gym. And we also have water slide Tuesdays. Where the kids can join us at the Birch Bay water slides at a reduced price, um, to have a you know have fun in, in the water and sun.
0: I was watching pickleball on television the other day, you know, it's kind of it's kind of neat to see some of these sports that we would typically think as uh, oh just to go to the park sport or or a backyard sport like cornhole, and you're seeing them on television now. Saw so pickleball on TV. It's it's a sport that continues to grow.
3: Oh, it does. Yes, and I mean we started it in uh, 2012 here. And we would see maybe four people come in, and a lot of people never heard of it. They'd go from, um, to Arizona for the winter and come back and say, hey, I've just heard about pickleball, and I see you have it here. So it's really grown over the years. We've had a lot of, um, of our locals continue to play. We get a lot of visitors that well, actually, when they're on vacation, they search, us, search out for pickleball places to play and find us on the map. So uh, we get to meet a lot of interesting, fun people. Um, It's a great sport. I've been playing it myself again and, uh, you know, it's good socializing and uh, for some exercise too.
0: Again, we're visiting with Heidi Holmes with the Blaine Birch Bay Park and Rec District 2. Um, We do have some events. You know, obviously, we work very closely together, the chamber and the park and rec. And I know we're planning some things as we get into the fall and into the winter. And there's still some uncertainty hanging around in the air. So we'll do the ultimate cop-out that we always do, right? Check out our social media pages. Check out our websites for for upcoming events.
3: Exactly. Yes, uh we, do, uh, we are looking forward to a Pickleball Palooza in September, which is, again, again, an introduction to pickleball and, and fun activities that day around the sport. Um, we're going to be partnering with the Whatcom Conservation District with the Run with the Chums this year. That's September 11th. That's a free event. Uh, it gets people out, families of all ages. Um, we will probably do something in Halloween. audio Halloween. It um, may not, not be registered. our usual kids' carnival, but definitely something for all ages to come and have fun. And then we are trying to bring back our Holly Lights Dash, which is in December, and that's a fun little one-mile one run um, with little obstacles um, that kind of bring out the Candyland and Elf characters um, right. for fun. So, yeah.
0: Well, real quick, the uh, Blaine Birch Bay Park and Rec District 2 uh, vitals. Give us uh, where we can reach you and, and where people can go for more information on, on all of these events.
3: Well, first of all, they can call us or text us at 360 360- 656-6416. Our website is www.bbbparkandrec.com. Um, we have a Facebook page that we have um, daily posts about all our events. And, uh, or just stop by the activity center and grab a calendar.
0: That's Heidi Holmes, Blaine Birch Bay Park and Recreation District 2.
3: The natural beauty and recreation in this northwest corner of Whatcom County make it a
0: great place to live and play. The Blaine Birch Bay Park and Recreation District 2 is your local source for fun. Group fitness classes, Zumba, yoga, strength and cardio, and pound fitness. Register for these and other activities at bbbparkandrec.org. Blaine Birch Bay Park and Recreation District is a proud partner of the Chamber of Commerce in providing special events for the community. Blaine Birch Bay Park and Recreation, where the fun happens. Well, we want to thank Sergeant Robert Decker of the Washington National Guard, as well as Lee and Rosemary Connors from the bridge for being our special guests. And of course, thank you as always to Heidi Holmes from the Blaine Birch Bay Park and Recreation District 2 office. Also, thank you again to the Bay Center Market for all the support. They are our member of the month from the Birch Bay Chamber of Commerce. As promised, a quick preview of what's going to be coming up in the month of August and September. We have a couple of more drive-in movies coming up at the water slides on the 13th, Friday the 13th. We have Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. And then on the 27th, Uh, kind of uh, looking ahead to football season beginning, we have Remember the Titans with Denzel Washington. On the 21st of August, we have the Berm Celebration. We'll also be doing another poker run. You can go to the birchbaychamber.com website, go to the events page there, and you can register for that poker run. We maxed out on the number of entries that we had over the rollback weekend for the poker run, so be sure and get your registrations in early for that. Again, that's going to be on August 21st. It will look a little different too because we're going to be doing it along the berm in conjunction with that berm celebration and ribbon cutting. Be looking for specific times on either our Facebook page or on the birchbay.com birchbaychamber.com website. Looking ahead to September, Discover Days and Birch Bay Days coming up Labor Day weekend, we'll also have a couple of more drive-in movies on September the 3rd, one of my favorites, Uncle Buck. Rest in Peace, John Candy. That's going to be on September 3rd. And then our final movie of the season will be on September 17th, the Robert Zemeckis classic with Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd, Back to the Future. I think that movie was put out in 1985. So what does that make that? 36 years old. When you put it that way, it kind of makes you feel old, doesn't it? But that'll wrap up our summer movie season, and uh, we will be giving away a grand prize on September 17th as well. Everybody that's been to our drive-in movies this summer automatically entered to win the grand prize, which is a uh, really nice prize from the Birch Bay Water Slides, a family pass for 2022, the entire season of 2022. We'll be giving that away. We'll also be giving away every movie that we've played this year um, uh, to one person as well. That Wrapping up the season on September 17th, you can get tickets through our website at birchbaychamber.com once again we thank all of our sponsors that make the birch bay buzz pod happen and uh, you can contact us here at the chamber anytime phone number 360-371-5004. i should say anytime during regular business hours which we are open seven days a week this time of the year we always keep that website as updated as possible that's birchbaychamber.com also be sure and like us on facebook And Instagram, just simply search Birch Bay Chamber of Commerce or on Instagram, visit Birch Bay. If you have ideas for an upcoming uh, episode of the BuzzPod, some content that you'd like to hear, you can always drop me an email. That's Sasha, spelled S-A-C-H-A, at BirchBayChamber.com. Again, Sasha, spelled S-A-C-H-A, at BirchBayChamber.com. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of the Birch Bay Buzz Pod. This has been
4: the Buzz Pod, a monthly presentation of the Birch Bay Chamber of Commerce.